Welcome to my podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a realtor in South Central Alaska, and my mission is to help people build intentional and significant legacies for themselves and their families by coaching them in real estate. The purpose of this podcast is to really show what it's like living up here in Alaska and tell you the stories of people who have actually recently moved up here and let them kind of share their experiences with you on their tips and tricks and what their insights are from living up here on the last frontier. So today we're very lucky. I've got a, got a couple of my past clients slash friends that moved up here just recently and, um, you know, absolutely awesome guys. They have a, a great story of uh, moving up here from California to Alaska. So, you know, please re- welcome Jacob and Rick. Hi, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, let's just jump into this then. So, All right. um, so where did you guys come from and why exactly did, um, did you guys decide it was time to, to make a move? Um, we came from the county of Orange County in California. It's outside of Los Angeles and um, a city called Santa Ana. And we moved out here because we wanted just a better life, I yeah. think. We're very big outdoors people and we really just... <clears throat> wanted to live a little bit more of like the outdoor life so when we thought about moving up here we definitely thought of not living in a big city so um we wanted lots of trees greenery around us Mm -hmm. and um we just really wanted a slower pace of life california was just too hectic for us and we actually didn't think of alaska first we were thinking Montana, or I was, I was thinking of some other states in the lower yeah. 48. And Rick's like, ah, I've kind of been there, done that, because you've moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's not all that impressive. But, and then I mentioned randomly Alaska, never even thought about living there. I was like, not even sure how many people live there. Still not a lot of people when it comes to find out how many people live here. But um, we kind of just, it kind of sparked for us. Mm-hmm. And we're like, holy crap, like that is the last frontier. I mean, you think crazy people move up to Alaska, but <laughs> just with all the extreme weather and everything like that. But yeah, I used to live here um, for two years, like 10 years ago. And I was absolutely in love with Alaska, even when I left it. And I always wanted to return. So it's so oh, that's awesome. Which uh, where did you live up here before? I lived in Anchorage uh, near the airport. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was uh, our, our thought process, thought process that got us going to choosing to live in Alaska because we also wanted to do things like uh, get snow machines during the winter time and go just hunting. like, yeah, go hunting, doing all these outdoor activities, getting kayaks, going out on the lakes because we have so many lakes around us. It makes sense. But it's just a lot of, <laughs> uh, just a lot of outdoor stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as you've got the right gear, I mean, there's really things just to do year round here in Alaska. So yeah, exactly. It's, I mean, that's, that's the reason garages are so popular up here is just because you get such a, such a warehouse of pretty much adult, uh, you know, outdoor toys that uh, you just accumulate over time. (laughs) That's, that's the goal. Yeah. (laughs) It's taken us time to get all those, uh, uh, toys for the outdoors, but, uh, it's, yeah. In time, we're going to get a lot of it. <laughs> yep. Oh, good deal. 
So was there any one minute or any one moment that kind of took you from, you know, the moment where you're, you're kind of thinking about moving to Alaska to, you know, taking that, that compelling uh, first step to making it happen? Or was it something that kind of just happened gradually for you guys? Um, I think the biggest turning point for us, because once we thought of the idea, we went straight to YouTube and we're just, you know, YouTubing everything about Alaska, what there is to know, and is it possible for us? Are we going to make it financially here? You know, so I think the turning point was actually finding your YouTube channel and then contacting you. So I think contacting you because really got the ball moving the ball moving because we honestly didn't contact anybody else but you and we just we went through you through with you for everything so but that I mean, was... we just kind of moved full speed ahead that's the type of people we are like we thought of the idea we didn't in really like and i think we thought of it like i think in september yeah and by it's not a long time period at all no, no. yeah <laughs> we kind of knew what we wanted though once yeah. we started like we just saw different people in Alaska on YouTube and then we started researching it more and it just got us more and more intrigued um, with the state, really. I mean, yeah. it's like a big playground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is kind of, if you're outdoor oriented, like there's, yeah, it's, it's going to pull you here like a magnet. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that is one thing that really stood out to me about you guys that, um, a lot of people will spend a lot of time kind of talking and thinking about it. And there's a long gestation period, but you guys pretty much showed up on day one. You're like, okay, let's do yeah. it. Like, yeah. I was like, okay, I mean, well, in our, we're off to the races. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we, we were taking a long time trying to find yeah. a house. And I'm like, we're waiting so long. But, and if you think about it, it was only a few months. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've been in contact with people for years before before we pulled the trigger on stuff just because they had different timelines but yeah i mean i think it would have taken us longer if we didn't run into this perfect house that we got in all honesty yeah um because we just also didn't want to jump into something that wasn't what we wanted as well yeah yeah i mean that uh that was definitely like a, a stroke of luck for you guys so yeah. can you go ahead and kind of explain that story a little bit for uh for everyone okay so basically i had uh two weeks off of work and we chose to uh do a week in alaska to go and look for uh, some houses and we were going on the app uh the realtor app that you sent us and we were looking at all the houses and we're like there's nothing really here that we like but we've already got the flight we already got everything set up so we're just gonna look at three houses that are the most appealing to to us and then we got up here and the first two houses we looked are actually i think it was on the flight yeah and you sent us a message be like hey there's uh one other house it hasn't come on the market yet um but if you're interested in looking at it here's the link and you sent us the link and we saw it and we're like this was the house we were looking at in september in september (laughs) that actually got sold yeah so, so then we, um, uh, what, what, so once we got here, we looked at the first two houses and we're like, oh boy, this is not exactly what we wanted, um, or what we were expecting. They're a little too much of a fixer uppers. And we noticed, uh, started noticing all the 
little details we would have to actually get into in the projects to actually make the houses more comfortable and more like what we want. Yeah. And then you showed us the third house and we were instantly in love. We were like, okay, this is the house I think we want. And the way the market was going, like these single family home, like starter homes like this, were just flying off the market yeah. like within like a couple of days, it seemed like, because we noticed that through the app once we saw a house we liked. And then like gone. five days later, it was gone. Yeah, gone with multiple offers. Yeah. So, but in the beginning, we were like, oh my God, there's so many good houses. And then as it progressed, it just yeah. came down dwindling. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, again, that kind of speaks to, um, you know, how, um, how full throttle ahead you guys are that only three houses available and you're still making the, the flight to come up here. And oh, this yeah. is, yeah. this is in the winter time, by the way, for <laughs> yeah. everyone yeah. listening, this isn't like, <laughs> this isn't the summertime Alaska in all its glory. This is, this is September. No, this is like <laughs> January, right? No, this is like, yeah. yeah, this yeah. is January in Alaska. <laughs> it was, it was wild, but it's still so beautiful in winter. So it, oh, yeah. it really didn't matter to us with the time of season. And if we couldn't see the lawn, cause there was five feet of snow on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's always kind of nerve wracking for people too, when they're, they're coming up here and everything's covered with snow. So yeah especially some of the older stuff. Cause it's like, I don't no idea what that roof looks like right now. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing was he couldn't tell was what, if there was anything wrong with the roof and stuff, but they had a um, inspection already and they only lived here for a couple of months. A couple of like months. months right? right. Right. Yeah. That's, so, that was really the lucky part. So you guys were looking at it um, initially and then you know, I was working with um, working with um, some other buyers that, we're at a you know more ready to pull the trigger stage in September, so we actually managed to to jump in, made the offer, made it work, stuck the landing, closed on it, and they had some uh, change of change of personal plans that came up, and so they wanted to sell it just like a couple months later, like right at the time you guys were looking for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was a it really worked out. It's the perfect size for us. It's our first home. We've never owned a home before. And it's uh, really beautiful inside. We made it, you know, special for us, and it's uh, just ended up being a great, a great option. We we don't have any regrets about it. No, well, that's that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. So you guys have come out of the winter time now, and yes. um, you know, this is now at the time we're recording this about late May. So it's about Alaska and all of its glory at this point for. Yeah really for another two, two and a half, three months at this, at this point. So, you know, after you've kind of seen, um, Alaska and most its seasons at this point, um, yeah. you know, what's your, uh, I guess, what are your thoughts on, on it so far? Um, I honestly love the springtime and watching it just transform over the matter of a couple of weeks. I mean, it goes brown to green in literally just a few weeks, and it's crazy to me. You know, the crazy part was how fast the snow melted, actually. Like, and over, like, where we live in, in Wasilla, um, I felt, because I, I travel for work, so I went away for work, and we had snow covering our whole entire property, and then I came back, and half the property is showing now, <laughs> and the snow, half the snow is gone. Yeah. But yet... Um, I think springtime is probably my... Yeah, my favorite so far. There's no bugs in springtime. 
now there's bugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's just uh, really beautiful. I don't know. The winter, seeing the snow on those trees, it's just like a winter wonderland. Though. It really is. Actually, I don't have a favorite. I think the whole, the whole, the whole year is my favorite. <laughs> well, because the transitions make you appreciate. Yeah. The, uh, like, you know, as it transitions, you appreciate the springtime and the summertime. I mean, it's not much of a spring. It kind of goes winter to summer, I feel like, pretty quickly. But doesn't matter. Yeah. Still love it. It's more I mean, than what we had in California. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, you guys haven't gotten to the, the fall autumn time yet. So that's... Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, because we saw you right before... I think you got like your first snow or something. Yeah. Like we came on the last warm day of your guys's fall. And that was, uh, that was really nice too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dark time started. Yeah. 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 But um, we've been doing a lot. I mean, we were up till midnight last night, building our garden out in the back. And that's uh, that's the thing about these Alaska summers. I don't think people really appreciate when we say like, was it land of the midnight sun? Like that's that's literal. Like, oh yeah, it's not literally. just a just a fancy branding slogan. No, that's for real. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Well, there's been multiple times where we were um, working outside on a project. And we're like, okay, we should probably start making uh, dinner soon. And we look and it's already 1030 at night, but outside it looks like it's like seven o'clock maybe. And it really throws off your, uh, your sense of time. That is for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the one thing if you're, if you're moving up here and um, I mean, if you had like early schedules, you have got to be like looking down at your watch, just yeah, like every opportunity you can when it starts getting getting later because that's that's how alaskans get into trouble when it's 2 a.m and they're just getting a barbecue set up yeah <laughs> yeah yep, exactly that's what we're gonna do tonight tonight today is my birthday and happy birthday thank you so we're just gonna work on the garden today and then we went to the store got a tomahawk steak and grill that up later by midnight because <laughs> <laughs> why not why not exactly yeah. Good deal. Well, let's let's go ahead and look at some of the some of the nitty gritty details of you guys getting up here to Alaska. Then, so what were some of the the big challenges you guys had to kind of work through as you were making that move from California to Alaska? Um, I think one of the hardest things for us was we sold probably ninety five percent of our stuff. Yeah, and that was kind of hard to give up and thinking about kind of the money we spent all on all that stuff and we kind of had to just start over that. I think that starting over with, you know, with material, material like items was um, difficult, but not bad because we sold everything. Yeah. So it's not like we threw it away, but that was hard. Um, And then shipping the rest of the stuff we did want to keep. Yeah. um, Up here. So yeah, we shipped and we had the car fully loaded yeah, for our drive up there. So we shipped like 14 boxes of our belongings up to Alaska and we drove just as much as we could, as much stuff as we could put in our car. Um, we did mm-hmm. and then just started the drive. Yeah. Yeah. So 
how much is that, that? That's a question I get so often from people wanting to move up here is how much did the, the shipping cost? Well, that's hard for us. To the, yeah. I, um, so the quote that I got at a uh, full price for my 14 boxes oh, was around $3,000. Oh, gotcha. That's 14 boxes. And I think that was, it was close to 600 pounds of just our household items. So 600 pounds into 13 boxes cost about 3,000, maybe a little bit more. I didn't realize you got the quote for that way. Yeah, okay. but my but I got a big discount because I did it through my job, so. Gotcha, okay. So I guess kind of a, kind of a dumb rule of thumb, and I'm not even sure if anyone should take this to the bank or even use it as a rule of thumb, but uh, what is that? $20 per pound, is my math working out? You know, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah, that seems about right. But yeah. we were looking, because we were thinking about, honestly, hiring a semi-company to ship all of our stuff, because we really didn't want to give it up. And we got a quote for $5,000 for yeah. a one-bedroom apartment. So that was our rough estimate, yeah. was around $5,000. We also looked at getting a U-Haul. Oh, and that, that was still around like four to $5,000. And thank goodness we didn't because of driving through Canada. Once you get to closer to the Yukon, the road conditions during the winter time are not the it best for you all. Rough. Yeah, that's, that's not what most people are doing for fun in January. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we, that drive, we did not expect, we did yeah. not expect that drive. <laughs> yeah. So what, uh. Well, I guess that takes us to the, uh, to the next thing most people are going to ask questions about. So how was that uh, drive through the outcamp? It was tough. It was yeah. like starting in Los Angeles, working our way through um, Oregon, yeah. then Washington. It was easy. That was, that was easy. Yeah. But then you get into Canada and the first portion of Canada is good just because it's all city and everything like that. And it's all maintained roads. It's once you start leaving um like the first couple of towns out of Canada um it started getting rough especially past Prince George yeah because there's during the winter time at least there's not many gas stations not many lodges um we definitely uh had a hard time there was a few times um where we were like kind of really starting to panic because we think we might run out of fuel because we just kept going from gas station to gas station that were all closed and we couldn't find one that was open. Yeah. You and, really had to, we didn't plan that out because we're like, Oh, there's gas stations on the map. Like they're open. No, they're not. No, <laughs> no, they're not. And then you lose cell service like oh. closer to Yukon. And then you start really just wondering what's going to happen next. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, like just really the way it works. Like you're going to run out of gas when you're super remote. So you've had enough gas to get to that point, but that's also yeah. where you're going to lose cell perception. So yeah. yeah, not a great place to be in the winter time. <laughs> no. no, I mean, it was beautiful and everybody we met was just completely nice. But at one point, I think for like three hours, we were going 30 miles an hour because it turns into a dirt road for a good chunk of time and it was pure ice yeah and they're they were out there trying to plow and we went through an avalanche area and i think an avalanche recently just happened before we drove through because only one lane was had yeah you know was a lane and the other lane was just 
all this snow and they had all their machines out there. So it's, it could be dangerous. We saw lots of wildlife. I mean, there's just sheep standing on the road and, you know, deer just running across. Yeah. So biting our tongues the whole time driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, some, at least you had like good scenery as you were worried about the gas running out. Yeah. yeah. And we found it actually safer and not safer, but cheaper and more reliable to do Airbnbs instead of staying at lodges. Oh, I didn't realize so, you could do that on the Alcan. Yeah. So actually the Airbnb option was perfect for us because we had fully loaded car and we just didn't want to leave it in a parking lot of a lodge somewhere. Yeah. So this way it was cheaper than most hotel rooms that we yeah. could find. And the prices compared to like the lower 48 were just, just completely cheaper. They yeah. had less fees, less taxes. So we did that route. We stayed in Airbnbs every yeah. night. There was only one time where we, uh, I oh. forgot the town that we, it was, I think it was like an, like an Indian reservation kind of like thing in Canada. And it was just, I think there was two motels one gas station and that was and like one general store probably something like that and that's when we were like starting to really worry if we were going to run out of fuel and we came across it and we stopped there for the night and it was just this little tiny uh room that we got <laughs> wasn't <Yeah>. the fanciest thing <laughs> um yeah but they had a restaurant there and we were able to eat and get our gas and everything like that and then we continued the next morning i think at like four o'clock in the morning because we calculated it could be our last day of driving it was a big snowstorm coming yeah when we were driving oh shoot yeah like how how intense was like did you guys run into a, a lot of snow while you were out there or the it didn't snow at all but there no. was just the roads the condition of the roads were just really yeah. bad yeah what about like the the wind did you have like a whole lot of like sideways wind that it's kind of knocking you, buffeting you around a, a lot, or and through some of the canyons. Yeah, yeah, but nothing that you know was noticeable where truck drivers yeah. were pulling over or anything like that. Gotcha. Okay. So, what was it like getting through the the border for you guys? Because <clears throat> I hear stories of people just getting through like there's like it just was no thing. Uh -huh. like it almost wasn't even there. Yeah. <clears throat> and I've had other people who have complete horror stories. So. What was y'all's experience? Well, for us, there was only two cars headed that direction at the time that we were going. I mean, it was us and another truck pulling a trailer. And he eventually just let us pass him by because the road conditions before you get to the, the border are really bad. Um, but once you get to the border, there was nobody there. We actually had to wait a second for a customs officer to actually like show up to the window <laughs> then he just asked us a few questions he just kind of looked in the back just glanced in the back and he was like okay here's your passports you're all good to go yeah yeah because i mean it's cold out there they don't want to make a make a scene yeah. out of it just move yeah. it along okay that's that's actually yeah. really good to know <laughs> you know it was easy for us we researched everything and you know you can't bring certain foods and we actually made a list of everything that was in the car because sometimes they would. we read that they would ask you what's in the car. So we made a list and we had our vaccination cards and we got tested 
to get through the border because we were very confused about that. We, we thought you had to get tested and be vaccinated at the same time. And it just, if you're vaccinated, you're fine. You don't need a test. But if you're unvaccinated, you and don't that, need it or you need a test. Yeah. And everything we're talking about was for the United States border. Going, yeah. Yeah. To go back into the United States. Now for Canada, it was a little bit more intense um, because of COVID. Um, we didn't realize, so the day we were supposed to cross the border uh, into Canada, we saw that you had to fill out something on their webpage, all this information. Um, and they also needed to see a COVID test even though you were vaccinated. So we were vaccinated, but we still needed a COVID test, which we didn't know. So we started freaking out, trying to find one in Washington somewhere that meets the Canadian border uh, standards. We finally did that and then we get there. And because I answered the question, yes, that we actually had COVID in less than 180 days. And if that's the case, then you didn't need to do the test. You had to prove your um, positive test results and then they would let you in. Oh. Didn't know that, so we wasted a lot of travel day that day just on not completely understanding the whole COVID thing because it just kept changing so rapidly. But once we got there and we talked to the guy, the guy was very nice, the uh, customs guy for Canada. Very, very nice. Um, asked us a few questions, just like, do you have any guns like that? Uh, why are you moving to Alaska? It went, it was only like maybe five minutes of questioning. Yeah, that's fine. And I think because we did our COVID thing wrong, they had us pull to the side and not get out of our car. And then he came back with our passports and he says, you're all good to go. And that oh. was it getting through the Canadian. So both of them weren't bad. I mean, it was yeah. pretty easy process. Yeah. Do you know if they're still, if they've still got all the, the COVID requirements or if they've you started know, to kind of back off of that a bit? I think they still have their mask mandate because I watch a, a YouTube couple and when they go into the stores, everyone's always wearing their mask. So I think it's still going yeah. there. Oh, good deal. All right. Well, do you guys have any tips for people who are moving along the Alcan? Um, plan on how much money you're going to spend on gas. Because Canada is very expensive for gasoline. And yeah, I would say plan that out. And research the gas stations and figure out which ones are open. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, during the summertime, I don't Probably think a it's easier. More, as much of an issue as it is during the wintertime. But yes. Because we drove for five and a half days and we would do eight hours in the last two days. I think we did 14 hours of driving. driving. Yeah. So just plan, just plan it. Make sure you yeah. know where you're going to go and stay. And I would say that do the Airbnb option. It's beautiful and it's honestly a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Gotcha. And yeah, I, I hadn't even thought that there would be Airbnbs along the way. So that's a great yeah. tip. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess, um, uh, let's see. So you've lived up here for Alaska for a little while at this point. Um, you know, one thing that I always ask people is, you know, is Alaska about what you expected? If, is it exactly what you expected? And if not, then, you know, how's it, um, how's it a little different? I want to say it's pretty much what I expected. Um, Though there's things that do just kind of like being here, finally being here, like blows my mind. 
like that is the amazing part of it and just being able to live here for the last like few months it's the greenery everything you can do because we're still trying to figure out our area you know what is there to do um and the more that we research we're like okay let's start doing some of these things now that we're done kind of like fixing our house up yeah um it's better than what i thought honestly i mean when we wake up i mean this morning we woke up and looked out the window and there's two baby moose just walking by our window <laughs> and it, it's so crazy there are these huge animals and they just walk next to your front door and it's just that's the normal <laughs> that's the normal for this so man that's awesome alaska really is default wild just with you know couple of towns here and there to, uh, to space it out a bit. Yeah. And we really love our location. So we're on like the outskirts of Wasilla closer to like, what is it? Houston. Mm -hmm. And we're just far enough out of, you know, town. So yeah, we're away from like the city, but we're still close enough if we need to go to the store or, uh, get anything that we, that a city would offer kind of, uh, concept. So yeah. You have the conveniences nearby. Right. No, that's that's huge. Yeah. So from your perspective, what are some of the pros and cons of living in Alaska that you've noticed so far? Um, There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> One of them is um, a slower pace of life. We wanted that. So we got that. Um, the everyone is so nice. Yeah. Everyone's so nice here that we've run into. Um, it's quiet. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, I, there's probably it's probably easier to say the cons because there's so many yeah. pros. Um, cons: six bucks for a bag of potato chips. <laughs> That's a con. Yeah. Um, Some like red meat is pretty expensive. Red meat is pretty expensive here. I mean, compared to where we were in California, I'm sure yeah. it's much cheaper even just in like Kentucky or whatever. But yeah. Um, it's actually, we looked it up last night that it's 4.3% more costly to live in California than it is Alaska. Yeah. So it's cheaper to live here for us compared to Los Angeles, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, one of the pros is uh, taxes. There's yeah. not as much taxes here in Alaska. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of another uh, con. I would say we have to pay for our mail to be delivered to our house because the U.S. Postal Service uh, doesn't, doesn't provide the uh, delivery service to our address. our address. So we had to hire a company to bring our mail um, out to a metal box that we have a key for. And it, it costs a little bit, but it's all right. It's nothing that would like really break the bank. <laughs> right, right. Internet I'm paying is, like fifty dollars per letter or something. Yeah, the internet is very expensive compared to where we came from. We were paying forty bucks a month, and now we're paying like one forty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's about what I pay, and I'm in Eagle River, so yeah, it's about as suburbia as it gets. Yeah, <laughs> but besides that, I don't. Yeah, I mean, there's the pro. We have our own well. We don't have to. Yeah, no yeah. city water. No city water. Pay for that. <laughs> cool. so that's awesome. It's always good that way. Um, I mean, we're not connected. Our sewer lines are not connected to the city. So we have to, I just feel like some of like the con, I guess I'm getting to is there's little costs here and there um, because we're not connected to like the city as much with certain things. We only get power 
and yes. gas from the city. And then everything else is on us to pay for a company to come out, service a septic tank and things like that um, pay for. We just have to flat out pay for the uh, garbage disposal or garbage disposal, garbage to be picked up. Yeah. And I know other people pay it through like taxes and things like that, but it's kind of like you have to upfront pay all these fees. Right. Uh, the services. Gotcha. No, I certainly do get that. Um, yeah. But I mean, other than that, like, are there any other, you know, any other topics you guys want to want to talk about here? Any, um, any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts. We, um, our neighbors are awesome. You know, <laughs> in California, you don't talk to nobody. Yeah. You know, you just, you mind to yourself or, or you're rude yeah. in California, but here, you know, everyone's always trying to help each other. Like our neighbor gave us gardening tools yesterday, which is super awesome. Yeah. Everything like that. If you want to, I mean, if you're really thinking about moving up here, I would say do it. Do it. <laughs> if you love the outdoors and you actually, cause we don't, we, we've only hunt dove, but now we want to learn how to hunt bigger game like moose and things like that. And we're just going to do it. We're just going to, we might get a guide to take us out our first time, but I think feel like that's what Alaska is all about. Like yeah. providing for yourself, like not as much as like, just depending on all the goods of a city, you know, yeah. if you want food, you can hunt for your food or you can grow the vegetables in your garden because you got the land. Yeah. That's really what it's about for us. Yeah. I mean, kind of the good thing for you guys is apparently you can just go moose hunting right from your bed. So that's going to make yeah. it so much easier. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, I think the scariest part was too, was doing all the filing and paperwork for buying a house because we've had no idea what to do, but like you and your team and everybody you recommended for us made it very smooth and easy and easy answered all of our questions, helped us yep. every step of the way. So that was, that was the pro right there, but it was, was scary. Yeah. And a pro, a pro con kind of thing. I don't know how you want to put it. You always kind of have to look at, you kind of like when you step outside, you just have to give a good scan before you actually leave your house for like moose or something like that because they will charge you if you scare them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're not these, this warm, cuddly little animal. No, it's, it's, it's a deer the size of a horse. That's just a skitterish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Good deal. All right. Well guys, thanks very much for kind of sharing your, uh, sharing your background, your perspective, and, you know, what your experiences have been like so far up here. Um, for those of you who are um, considering making this, uh, making this move yourself, do feel free to reach out to me on um, either the, um, any of my contact information, my website, that's going to be in the show notes down below. Um, also feel free to check out my YouTube channel at Alaska Realtor or um, any, um, any topics that uh, you might have questions about on there. But other than that, um, thank you very much, guys, and we'll see you later. Thank, thank you, you for having us. Awesome.